welcome to our Golden Twenties podcast. My name is Tegan and I'm joined with my co-host Sadie. Hello. And we are recording this episode mere minutes after getting waitlisted for the Taylor Swift era's ticket purchase thing. So we're distraught. Distraught. Absolutely. (laughs) Destroyed. Distraught. It's awful. Yeah, we still have one more chance to potentially be given the chance to give her our money. And so that'll be next week. But adrenaline's high right now. (laughs) I don't know. Adrenaline's high. Vibes are low. But we're just holding on to hope that we can get in for the second pre-sale that we registered for. But so crazy. I feel like for people listening, they're like, this drama is so last year. <laughs> like, I, I feel this whole tour has been so dramatic. And yeah. for us, we were so disappointed because if you don't know, Tegan and I are in Toronto. We're Canadian. And Taylor did not announce Canadian dates until literally, mm-hmm. what, the end of July, beginning of August. So we were just like yeah. so upset. You know, people like – People as in so many Canadians were like, do we go to the States? Do we like buy tickets? Do we travel to see her? Mm -hmm. I know some people who are like literally going to her international dates in like Europe and stuff or Australia. And I'm like, this is actually ridiculous. And people being like, we're going to turn it into a vacation. So anyway, she finally announced her Toronto dates and the whole rest of Canada was so upset that it was only Toronto dates, but for me, in my head, I was like, it's six nights in the biggest stadium we have in Toronto. There's no way we're not going to get tickets. And now here we are where we're faced with this reality. And it's <laughs> and it's just like, where do we go from here? But anyways, guys, sorry to bring down, bring down the vibes. <laughs> it's just so funny. I was like... In it, and then I took like a moment to step back and just think about how hilarious this is. I don't know <laughs> because I'm genuinely so sad, but it's also so silly. <laughs> it is oh silly. Oh my goodness! Like, and Tegan and I were just yeah. saying before we started recording, like we really want to go, obviously, which is why we're so sad. But like, how yeah. much are we willing to spend if the next presale doesn't work mm-hmm. out? We have to do resale tickets. Like, I don't know, guys. Like. It's just, I can't imagine being the people who are like literally turning a trip into, or their their tour tickets into like a trip and stuff, spending like thousands of dollars on yeah. this. Like I saw this article actually, I forget what it was on either Elite Daily, The Cut, some sort of like social media news outlet type account being like, do you need to be ultra rich to be a fangirl these days and it was literally along the lines of this being like yes concert tickets are so expensive but then people are going like above and beyond to put together outfits for this like tag think of the money we spent on beyonce tickets then we bought really expensive Mm -hmm. outfits we went for dinner first you know like then you get there there's the merch some people if you are turning it into a trip like you're paying for flights you're paying for accommodations all to see your favorite singer and it's like this is ridiculous you know so I'm glad you can laugh about it I'm not there yet but I'll get there eventually (laughs) (laughs) by the end of this episode you'll be laughing away oh yeah definitely 
But all that to say, <laughs> this episode has one mission today, and that is to turn our moods around. And I honestly think mm-hmm. it is the perfect episode to do that. Yeah. Well, we're going to be talking all about life hacks that you should know in your 20s. And in the past, we've talked about like cleaning tips you should know in your 20s or, you know, like things about like your money or moving in with a roommate. This doesn't really have a theme. It's kind of just like the random things that we've learned that haven't fit into any other episode before, but are still, I think, important to share. Yeah. And I feel like this is kind of the whole premise of our podcast being like your 20s are the best time of your life. However, it's Mm -hmm. also very overwhelming and chaotic and doesn't come with an instruction manual. So this is one of those episodes where it's like, let's just chat about this and figure it out together. We're going to share some wisdom we have stumbled upon with you guys and as always, feel free to reach out to us, especially on social media, and share any life hacks that help you in your 20s too, because it can be isolating, but we are definitely in this together. Yeah, absolutely. The first life hack or tip or whatever that I wrote down that I wanted to share is something I've been thinking about a lot, and it's how you should try and make your life as easy as possible and that there's no shame in that. I feel like people love to, I don't know, pat themselves on the back for dealing with hard times, which obviously if you go through a hard time, give yourself a pat on the back. But then I also feel like there are just so many ways to make your life easier that for some reason people don't do. And The things that come to my mind, especially when thinking about your 20s, when you can be like, okay, I'm an adult now, time to, you know, get my life together. Sometimes you just need to make it easy on yourself. Like, don't buy clothes that need to be dry cleaned, period. Don't buy like dishes that can't go in your dishwasher. I have a dishwasher. Listen, everyone can wash dishes by hand, but if you have a dishwasher, I will guarantee that you will either put it in the dishwasher and ruin it or have it sit in your sink for forever. And neither of those are like the adulting persona you want to be. Just buy dishwasher safe dishes. Buy canned pasta instead of making it your own. Like I have a cookbook and there's a lasagna recipe and she explains like, here's how you make the pasta sauce and all this stuff. But then she's like, you're making an entire lasagna. You can just use canned sauce. Yeah. Like, it's fine. I was like, thanks, girl. I needed to hear that, right? (laughs) Because it's like, I don't know. Sometimes you feel weird about taking the easy way out. But like, sometimes you've just got to do it. And I feel like the older you get, the more comfortable you are with like, this is my easy way of doing things. And that's just the way it is. I love that. You also live and learn a little bit to know, like sometimes you have to go through the complicated stuff to figure out how to simplify it and make it easier. But I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think something that came to mind for me, this is a way I simplify my life and it's keeping basics in my pantry always stocked. So I say pantry, Mm -hmm. but really it expands to like my whole kitchen. And the best way I can explain this to you guys, and I'll kind of go through some of these basics that I have, but I think in the whole like spirit of keeping things simple and easy, 
when I think about like a capsule wardrobe, you know, that's something we've talked about on the podcast before, or it's like super trendy because it's like just Mm -hmm. a few key pieces that you have in your wardrobe that you can put together and create a whole bunch of different outfits and it keeps things simple and easy. I honestly feel like in writing my notes for this episode, I was like, I do that with my pantry where I just always have a certain amount or like certain ingredients on hand at all times where there's a few basic meals that I can just whip up even if I'm out of groceries for the week kind of thing. And I feel like Mm -hmm. this is my best life hack for adulting because it really saves you from always having to Uber eat something or being like, what am I going to eat tonight? Or, you know, Mm -hmm. make any unhealthy or expensive decisions if you just always have the basics on hand. So some of the basic items I have, oh, sorry. The other thing before I get into specifics is I also think if you're moving out for the first time on your own this fall, like say you're going to school, moving out like for college or even if you're just like moving cities or maybe you're leaving your roommate, moving out on your own, whatever it is, I really feel like when you move into your own space for the first time, this is like the perfect time to just re, well, I guess stock up on all these basics once and it's a big grocery bill up front, Mm -hmm. but these are things that don't run out quickly or when they do, you just have to replace them rather than buy this every single week that you do groceries if you do your groceries weekly. So some of these items, I started with just like basic spices. Like I think everyone should have a spice cupboard and have just, you know, salt, pepper, if it's onion powder, garlic powder, chili spice, cinnamon, Italian spice. Like these are things that I cook with a lot. Also dried herbs like oregano, basil, thyme, things like that that are really basics. I know Obviously, I'm like a basic white girl living in Toronto, so a lot of the things I'm going to list are probably just your basic white girl spices and foods, and I know this will change based on the types of food you eat or the types of flavors that you like, but this is just to give you some ideas. Same with basic baking things. Like I always have sugar, flour, baking powder, baking soda, vanilla extract. Most of the time, I have cornstarch on hand. And it's like, I can just whip up a batch of muffins literally any day I want if I'm like, I really need Mm -hmm. a snack or, you know, what am I going to eat for breakfast this week? Like, I just have this stuff on hand or even to make pancakes on the weekend in the morning. Like, these are things I have on hand that I can just whip up any of these things at any time. Same with basic condiments like oil, vinegar, soy sauce, ketchup, mustard, mayo, jam like again these things are just so you can do so many different things with them and then in my actual pantry I always have a few cans of soup a few boxes of like mac and cheese rice dry pasta maybe some pasta sauce a few jars of that I always also have peanut butter steel cut oats or granola and then frozen pizza eggs and chicken broth like these are just again the bare minimum or like bare basics I guess that you can like create Mm -hmm. things with you know so yeah that's my biggest tip just come up with a list of like basic pantry items and if you're struggling to like come up with this think of the meals that you make all the time if you have go-to meals just try to keep any of those kind of like dry ingredients in your cabinet so you can whip them up at any time yeah I think that's a great tip I totally agree and the amount of times 
I'm looking up cleaning hacks and they involve things that are in your pantry, like baking soda or vinegar, where it's like, if you didn't have that on hand, I know like one way to unclog a sink is you like pack it with baking soda and then you pour vinegar in it, right? But it's like, if you have to go out to the store to stock up because you don't have any baking soda, it becomes a whole big production instead of just like an easy fix. Yeah, totally. And then I also find like, when I run out of these things, I just replace it. Or if they go on sale, for instance, pasta sauce, sometimes it'll go on sale like two jars for eight bucks or something like that. So I'll grab yeah. two, even if I only need one. And then I feel like it does save me time, but also a little bit of money doing it that way rather than yeah. just always buying things as I need them. And then I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but hopefully this is making sense. <laughs> yeah, totally. This is kind of a random tip that I wrote down, but it's something I've talked about before. And it's to like enter contests. This is something I'm very passionate about because I have won so many things by entering like social media contests. And everyone's always saying like, you're so lucky. How like, how are you doing this? What, what is your life? What's going on? I'm like, I literally just entered a contest. And I have like a threshold. I won't like share things to my Instagram story or whatever if that's necessary. But if it's like tag a friend, you better bet <laughs> your butt. I am tagging all my little friends down there. And I've won so many things. And I think it's because people assume they won't win. So they just don't enter. Whereas yeah. I assume every time I will win and I'm going to have the best time. I'm like entering contests to go to Coachella. I'm like, can't wait to go to Coachella. This will be great. <laughs> And then it's like, I just, I don't know. I wanted to throw that out there. And obviously there's a metaphor you can pull from that. But I do mean it in the literal sense of like enter the contest because you're not going to win if you don't put yourself in the running. Yeah. Unless you're Taylor Swift and you just want to stomp on our dreams. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was thinking that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, not over it yet, but we're getting there. (laughs) (laughs) I love that that's so true like Tegan's won tickets to see Hamilton twice this summer alone and it's like come on yeah like I was telling her my sister and I were joking being like Tegan's just never gonna see Hamilton because she might just never win the tickets Mm -hmm. and then she won't buy them and she'll just never see that like never see it and here she is being like haha jokes on you guys I've won the contest twice (laughs) yeah so yeah That's so true. I love that. The next thing for me is I'm going to keep it food related. And if you guys know me, it's like, of course, all of Sadie's life hacks so far have to do with food. But the next life hack is to start making smoothies. And I think Mm. this is like especially topical for me in the summertime. Usually I don't drink smoothies like in the winter because it's just too cold. Mm -hmm. But through the summer when I'm like having smoothies again more often, I'm always like, damn, I should do this more often because they're just so great. Like I think smoothies make the perfect snack or meal, like a great breakfast if you're not typically a breakfast person. But it's also such an easy way to add fruits and vegetables to your diet. And I feel like all of us probably could benefit from some more fruits and vegetables. And not only that, but I also think it's a great way to add in other things 
to your diet that you might be lacking otherwise. So for instance, if you're someone who doesn't like to eat a lot of meat, maybe you need to get more protein in your diet, throw in some protein powder to your smoothie. Or if you're like me, I don't eat a lot of greens because I don't like salad. So it's like, what am I going to do with these greens? I know I'm going to throw some kale or spinach into my smoothie, turns it green color. I feel like a healthy basic girl, but it is actually, you know, giving me the nutrients that I need from those greens. Same with healthy fats. You guys know I've been on a skin journey. So I also put like a scoop of collagen into my smoothies and that's supposed to be really good for your skin. So Literally, you can just add whatever you want into your smoothie. It's like if you need something more in your diet, put it in your smoothie, blend it up, drink it, you got it. (laughs) So simple, so easy. And yeah. Love it. Yeah. I'm not a huge smoothie person, but I also don't have a good blender. And I think Mm. that that's holding me back because it takes me a really long time to blend things and then I get annoyed. (laughs) Yeah. I feel you. I know my sister has a ninja and she's just like, it can be super frozen, whatever, and it still blends. My roommate, my old roommate had a Nutribullet and it was the same sort of thing. For me, Mm. I have to like thaw out because the other thing, and I think actually we talked about this when we had Emma, the founder of Gut Rooted on to talk about gut health a few months ago at this point. But we asked her, like, is frozen fruits and vegetables as nutritional as fresh fruits Mm -hmm. and vegetables? And the answer is yes. So again, I think smoothies are a great way if you have fresh fruits and veggies that are like about to go bad, like just throw them all into a smoothie and you're using them up, but Mm -hmm. also, you know, whatever. But anyways, all this to say when I'm using frozen stuff, I'm always pulling it out of the freezer, letting it thaw for like an hour. Like as soon as I wake up, pull it out. And then that's what I need for my blender. But I don't know. It's worth it every time. I'm like always so glad I do it (laughs) or just like (laughs) pop it into the microwave for a minute if I'm really desperate. But I don't know. I feel you though. A good blender. It should be on like my Christmas list this year or something. (laughs) Break down the barriers to the smoothie life hack. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. The next tip that I had is something I've brought up before, but I was trying to think of the perspective of people who maybe like just turned 20. And if you're like, okay, I'm new to adulthood, time to get my shit together. And you want to have a clean space, but you're not sure like how to clean. I highly recommend the fly lady cleaning method. I use the app and it is so good. From my understanding, it was made for stay-at-home moms who had like ADD and ADHD and found it hard to like focus on tasks or for people who get really manic with cleaning. So you'll clean for like five hours one day And then you won't clean a single thing for the rest of the week. And so the whole idea behind the fly lady cleaning method is that you have really simple tasks that you do every day as part of a morning, afternoon, and evening routine. And like, I mean simple. The morning is like, you got dressed, you ate breakfast, you made your bed, like really really simple stuff the afternoons like you drank some water you 
you know, put in a load of laundry and then the evening's the same where it's like, you know, you planned out the next day's clothes, you made sure your sink was empty. It's nothing revolutionary, but I just really like the way it breaks down the steps and it's meant to make it so that it's achievable to clean every day and not feel like my place is clean enough, I'll leave it and then suddenly your apartment or your dorm room or your house is super messy and you're like I don't even know where to start so I really love it on top of the daily routines they have like a weekly I forget what they call it but it's like a weekly deep clean basically and these are things you do every week like mop the floor change your sheets take out the garbage and then you have zones that you work through once a month and you only work in those zones. So if I'm only in the bathroom zone, I'm not deep cleaning my fridge while I'm focusing on the bathroom. I am getting rid of all the empty bottles in my shower and that's my task for today and that's it. So I just, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people who don't really know how to clean or can become overwhelmed with like, I don't even know where to start. You just like walk room to room and randomly clean things. So I wanted to mention that because... I really love it. I'm also very motivated by checking things off a list and it has a little built-in to-do list every morning. So I love that. Yeah, I love that too. I definitely need to check it out. You've mentioned it a few times and every time I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that sounds so great. And then we stop recording and I totally forget to look at it, but (laughs) maybe this is the time I check it out because it sounds so great. (laughs) The next thing on my list, I'll kind of piggyback off the cleaning idea and it's all about laundry and keeping especially like keeping your white clothing white because I love Mm -hmm. a basic white t-shirt or a white button down and it can be so hard to keep these things looking good so the newest thing Mm -hmm. I'm on lately is actually spraying things down with resolve or like an oxyclean spray to just try to remove stains as they happen or prior to throwing them into the wash I also Mm -hmm. my mom was just telling me about oxyclean like um, powder stuff to throw into the wash and I used it on my bridesmaid's dress from my sister's wedding which was in her backyard my dress was completely soaked in like mud from like it was <laughs> awful it was her so my sister's living in I think it's like the wettest city in Canada this summer and oh had her God. backyard wedding and it's on like her backyard's on a bit of a hill Of course, she had a tent set up at the bottom of the hill, so you can imagine how muddy it was, and I washed my dress with OxyClean powder, lots of laundry soap, and it came out brand spanking new. So I'm onto this, and I'm like, I'm going to just use this on all of my clothes because it just works like magic, but I think something else that I do is to separate my laundry, and I think if you're someone who has to pay for your laundry, this is something you might skip doing where it's like, oh, why separate it and pay for two loads if I can just throw it all in together in one load, but I really do think it's better on your clothes, especially to separate separate out your lights and your darks, and like that's all I separate. Like I don't have delicates mm-hmm. and like, I don't know, colors separate from darks and things like that like literally just lights and darks and I feel like that really helps keep my lights actually light because my darks aren't running into them and then even just 
paying attention to line drying or laying things flat to dry. Like I think this can also really help Mm -hmm. keep your clothes looking good rather than just being like, oh, I'm too lazy. I'm just going to throw them all in the dryer. And then you're upset because they maybe start pilling quicker or... I learned in my fashion school, (laughs) the one thing I took away from school was that if you're someone who uses like a fabric softener in the wash and then also uses like bounce sheets in the dryer, all of these different things are actually like adding a layer, like a very subtle layer to like the uh, front side of your Mm -hmm. clothes. So over time, using all of those things and like, you know, there's so many different things you can add into your laundry machine to keep your clothes looking and smelling fresh, all of those things are actually coating your clothes and wearing down the fibers over time. So it's like, let's just throw them in the washer and let's hang them to dry. And I always find, I don't know, my clothes last longer when I dry them, especially Mm -hmm. if they're telling me to hang them to dry. (laughs) And speaking of hanging things to dry, I always, always, always hang my bras and underwear to dry. And I feel like this is super key because... These are the things that usually have like lace on them or I don't know, or just a little bit more delicate. And I feel like ever since I started hanging, especially underwear to dry, I've always hung my bras to dry, but especially my underwear, I'm like, I feel like this looks new every single time I wash it, which is great. And good Mm -hmm. bras and underwear can really add to your confidence. So it's important to take care of them. So some tips on the laundry side for you guys. Love it. Yeah, I do not take care of my clothes at all. I don't put extra things in the washer or dryer. You know, like I feel like nowadays there's like scent beads and fabric softener and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I feel like that's a conspiracy by big laundry to make you buy more things. But totally, everything except sweaters is going in the dryer. But like I said, I make my life easy for me. I buy things that are supposed to go in there and yeah, that's it. That's good. Yeah. I think the next tip that I had is to always keep your email inbox empty. And this is something I think we both talked about before and I keep seeing come up on TikTok and people in the comments are always like, whoa, that's crazy. So that's why I thought I would bring it up here. And so basically the idea is when you are finished with an email, you're either filing it away or you're deleting it. Mm-hmm. you're not just letting it sit in your inbox. And I feel like this helps for like a variety of reasons. One, it keeps things uncluttered. There's nothing worse. Let's say you're going to a concert, your tickets got sent to your email, you're at the front of the line and you're scrolling tr- through trying to figure out where the hell are those concert tickets? Totally. Or I don't know, you're looking for a receipt and you can't find it, anything like that. I feel like can be extra stressful. I file everything into little categories. So I have like my house category. I have my health category. I have receipts that are only receipts. And then every time I travel, I have a folder that's for each destination. So we're planning a trip to New York City. I have a New York City destination so that if I'm ever on my phone and I'm like, shit, what is the address of the Airbnb in New York? I'm not scrolling or searching I just look New York City and I've got like 10 emails in there and life is good. And then this also helps you know that you've responded to everything you need to respond to Mm -hmm. because 
obviously like no one wants to be like accidentally ghosting people or being rude by not responding but if you're getting an insane amount of emails a day it's so easy to forget to respond so I think that this also helps you yeah I love that and I love how you're giving the examples of in your personal life because I feel like in your work life if you're someone who works like a corporate nine-to-five and sending emails is like the number one thing you do all day. I think we often think of that inbox first and like trying to keep that clear and yeah. like organized to keep our work lives, you know, organized and whatnot. But I think you can apply this to your personal life and it's just so much easier when mm-hmm. you do. So I have very similar categories in my Hotmail and my Gmail to what you just described and it makes life so easy. Love it. You're all about simplifying over there. And I think yep. that is so great. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Next thing on my list is how to keep fresh flowers and plants alive longer. So I feel like, again, if you're scrolling TikTok, you see all the girls on their little Sunday reset, pick up fresh flowers with their groceries. And then if you get them, it's like, okay, but they die in two days or whatever. <laughs> so something mm-hmm. that I learned through experience is how to keep fresh cut flowers alive longer is to literally cut the, like trim the bottom of the stem and change your water every few days. So even if the water mm-hmm. doesn't look gross, it's like, doesn't matter, change it. And every time you change it, just cut a little bit off the stem at the bottom. So all of this to say, I try to like leave my stems fairly long when I like first put them in the water so I have room to trim them up Mm -hmm. but I've had some flowers last me like literally up to two weeks by doing this so I definitely recommend you do this especially for any like nice bigger more expensive bouquets that you get like you definitely want to have these last as long as possible and then on the plant side something that I've started using I think last summer especially when I travel or go away is watering globes and these are things that you can just fill up with water and stick into your plants and it'll essentially self-water as your plant needs it so a great example like I said I was just at uh, at my sister's house in Quebec for her wedding. So before I left, I watered all my plants, but then I also stuck mm-hmm. in one of these watering globes so that it could gradually water itself over the week that I was gone. So I think that's really great if you're going away, but even if you just have plants that you forget to water, or especially in the summer when it's really hot, you don't water them as often as they need to be watered, this can be a really great solution to look into to keep your plants alive. Love it. I'm going to hop on the flower train and say that if you have a cat, do not get lilies because even the pollen in lilies is very poisonous for your cat and will kill it. And I feel like no one knows this. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's very intense, but I'm just warning in case anyone's listening and has a cat, even if they like rub their face on it, the pollen gets on them and can be very sick or deadly for the cat. So I don't know why that came to mind, but I was like, I should throw this out here. You should. (laughs) the knowledge to the people. I have no idea. Okay. I'm like, never again will I buy lilies. (laughs) Yeah. I get gifted them so much. So it's always a big thing. Interesting. I just bought a basil plant today. So I Mm. needed to look up 
like if that's bad for cats i feel like knock on wood that my cat will be okay with it like she doesn't typically show interest in my plants but we'll see that is that's another life life hack tip if you have a cat make sure you have plants that are (laughs) safe for them yeah Yeah, cat safe (laughs) although i have had plants that are not cat safe that my cats have devoured and they were fine they eat like one extra kibble of food and they throw up my cats ate an entire aloe plant roots dirt spiky bits which is very poisonous for cats and they were like full of beans life is good oh my so i think they're special (laughs) yeah on the opposite hand my sister just bought her cats like cat specific grass for their birthday at the end of july oh yeah and it made them extremely sick and my sister was like what the heck this is supposed to be cat safe so you just never know what's gonna happen (laughs) they're special little creatures but yeah anyways i'm getting distracted talking about cats but (laughs) i only had one more tip left and it is to silence notifications whenever possible I feel like this was a big wake-up call for me going from, like, university into my first job where it's, like, I had all my notifications on because I wanted to see what was going on. I wanted to see what my friends, like, my Instagram picture, whatever. But once you start focusing on, like, doing your job for eight hours a day, it just becomes so much harder. I found that my day went so much slower when I was constantly checking my phone. And so obviously notifications are designed to make you use your phone, make you use the app they came from and to keep you on that for as long as possible. Like you feel that little spark of joy when you feel the vibration. And that's just the way that humans are made, the way our brains are. So just turn off the notifications when possible. And, you know, it also just stops you from getting distracted if something beside you is always buzzing and making noise no matter how focused you are that's going to be distracting so that was the last sort of tip I had I love that and I think outside of even just being distracting it can be so overwhelming like if you have your Mm -hmm. group chat in iMessages a group chat in messenger a group chat in whatsapp WhatsApp. Yeah. Oh my God. Why did I say that so weird? But anyways, (laughs) and then you're also getting your notifications coming in from Instagram. Somebody DM'd you on there. Someone's DMing you here. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, you cannot focus on anything. So I feel like already life is busy and overwhelming. You are inundated with content all the time. It's like the last thing you need is your phone also pushing you to be like, hey, don't forget to open this Mm -hmm. app today. Hey, don't forget about this yeah. one. Like, don't forget about me. So I love that. And especially work from home, I've been really using my do not disturb throughout the day. And it really is a game changer. Yeah. Okay. My last tip or life hack actually has a whole episode around it from, I think, season one. We had an episode all about anxiety and how to cure a hangover. Mm. However, I do want to throw the Note version of how to cure a hangover into this episode as well, because this is probably one of the most important life hacks that I've uncovered for myself. <laughs> the lessons learned. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So how to cure a hangover really starts with the night before you go to bed. Once you're like extremely drunk, coming home, you need to eat and chug water 
like as much as possible before you actually go to sleep. And if you're extremely drunk, chances are you can like you can do this if you're not already like falling asleep on the way home or something. Like you just need to give yourself a little pep talk and be like order McDonald's, pick it up on the way home, whatever it is, get home, go into your pantry that has that box mac and cheese in it or, you know, some of those like staples that I was talking about, maybe not the box mac and cheese if you need to operate your oven <laughs> or your stovetop, <laughs> but all of these things like you just need to eat and drink water as much as possible before you actually go to bed and that will really help you wake up feeling better in the morning. I also love to have coconut water in my fridge or Gatorade, ginger ale. Like these are three drinks that literally saved my life after a night out. Of course, I'm usually drinking like water, coffee, and one of these drinks, but I really think coconut water and Gatorade are especially important because they like really replace your electrolytes and like build them up again, build them up again. I don't know if that's the right wording, but all of this say you'll be extremely dehydrated where you need those electrolytes to literally revive you. And I think outside Mm -hmm. of what to eat and drink, both Tegan and I swear by our ice rollers, like get an ice roller, keep it in your freezer at all times because when you're tired, when you're hungover, (laughs) when you're just feeling (laughs) extremely puffy, anything, an ice roller will really help because it's just like cold directly on your face and like wakes you up. But I think even if you don't have an ice roller or another really great thing to do is just take a cold shower the next day. It might take you some really convincing yourself to do this, but I never regret taking a shower after like when I'm hungover. It always makes me feel so much better. And to be honest with you, a lot of the time I actually shower before I go to bed, which I know is maybe ambitious, but it often makes me feel a lot better. And it like keeps me awake so I can eat and drink water before I go to sleep. But then I'll often have a second shower the next day and it just makes me feel so much better. And the last thing for how to cure hangover is to also get fresh air the next day as much as possible. Again, you're probably not going to want to be going for like a nice walk or like any type of ambitious run or jog or anything like that. But I think if you can get outside even just to drink your Gatorade on your balcony or your patio, or if you can walk to Starbucks to get a coffee or literally even just opening your window or your patio door or something like that, I feel like fresh air can really, really help you and be like, oh yeah, there's a world out there. It's not just me rotting inside my house where, and this is the end. <laughs> yeah. So those are my handful of tips to how to cure a hangover. Yeah, I agree with all of these tips. I remember being a teenager at some point and Googling like how to cure a hangover. And someone on Reddit said that like, when you go to bed, you bring your water with you, you chug it. And then they were like, every time you wake up in the night, you force yourself to chug more water. And now this is like my routine. Cause you know, when you're going out drinking, I always find that I wake up really early, whether it's because I like have to pee because I drank so much, or it's just like, I wake up because I'm like, Oh my God, I'm awake. And then You know, back in my old days, I would just be rolling over to try to go back to sleep. But no, now I'm like, I'm going to force myself to chug a little water. And then you wake up so hydrated. You're like, I feel amazing. 
Mm-hmm. And I also have friends who swear by exercise the next day. And whether that's, you know, like you were saying, a walk, they go to the gym, which seems very ambitious to me, but yeah. also they can drink so much and they're killing it. So I'm like, maybe this is the secret. But I have definitely gone on like a sweaty walk the next day, sweat out the demons. Mm-hmm. And it does make you feel better. It makes you feel a lot better than if you're just like laying in bed, wearing last night's clothes, last night's makeup on your face. Like you're never going to feel better if you're just sat there. Yeah, 100%. I don't know about the whole working out, but I'll have to give it a try and just see. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I, I do feel like a lot of the time I'll be like it would be so nice just to like sit in a sauna or go to hot yoga but if you're dehydrated make sure you're hydrating as well because you don't want to like I don't know have a have like a inverse effect kind of thing if you're extremely dehydrated and then you go into a hot room (laughs) that's just yeah you know dehydrating you more but I think actually on that note it's really important to do the coconut water or Gatorade because a lot of the time I'll be like, I'm craving ginger ale or pop or something, but that's your body craving right. sugar because you're so dehydrated. So it might feel good. Mm-hmm. But if you're craving those things, you need like an electrolyte booster to actually quench that thirst that you're feeling. So hopefully one of these things help you. But yeah, I don't know. I'm... I'm like, oh gosh, could I ever work out after a night of drinking? I don't know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) No, I was just thinking too, like I always do dry January and there have been times when I've like gone out and stayed completely sober and I wake up the next morning feeling like I have a hangover, which to me says that a lot of the symptoms I'm feeling are just like staying up too late and being tired, being Mm -hmm. dehydrated from dancing and, you know, socializing too much and needing to I don't know spend some time quiet by myself yeah and so it's like start with the basic needs I feel like it's easy to just be like oh I'm hungover so there's the day gone I guess I'll just lay on my couch and watch Jersey Shore or something where it's like make some food Mm -hmm. chug some water have a shower and you'll be surprised at how much better you feel totally I love it All right, guys. So those are all of our life hacks for today. Hopefully you learned something or something resonated with you. Maybe this is like the sign you needed to enter that Instagram contest or like to stock up on your spice drawer or something like that. But thank you guys so much for listening. You can find us on social media at our golden 20s. We're on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, Facebook, all the things. We also have a Patreon page, which is the best way to support the podcast for as little as $2 a month. And we drop an episode every Tuesday. So we hope you listen in, subscribe, rate us, do all the things. And yeah, with that being said, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye.